0: Bladder Diaries, the podcast your bladder wants you to listen to. Tune in to a conversation between a urologist and a former patient about UTI, IC, PBS, and the role your whole body and mind play in maintaining a healthy bladder.
1: Hi there, Um, it's Ari Anastasia here, and today we are discussing side effects of antibiotics. Uh, let's start by acknowledging that there are side effects that will last for a long while after you're done taking antibiotics, and some that are much less devastating. Um,
0: That's exactly right. So there are short-term and then there are long-term side effects of antibiotics. Um, And I think we'll talk about this, a similar thing, kind of uh, long-term and also reversible um, side effects. So if you have a urine infection and your doctor gives you an antibiotic pill. The most common side effects, and this is a generalization of pretty much all antibiotics given for urinary tract infections, is the side effect of gastrointestinal uh, symptoms. So that's the nausea, the upset stomach, and the diarrhea. antibiotic, as we talked about in previous episodes, the point of it is to kill or slow down bacteria and unfortunately it has the side effect of doing that the same thing to your gut bacteria <laughs> and so it can actually sometimes they slow down the gut motility and that's why people have some nausea and vomiting and sometimes it does the opposite and actually increases that and so some people will have diarrhea but a lot of people actually stop taking the antibiotics because they just get so nauseous or symptomatic from that standpoint. And that's very common with the common UTI antibiotics that many of you have probably taken, which is the Bactrim, macrobid and Keflex. All of those can cause the GI symptoms. The good thing is typically once you stop those antibiotics, that cyst- those symptoms should reverse. You shouldn't still be nauseous after you've finished the course of antibiotics. So that's the common one. So another short-term side effect that can happen with antibiotics is something called Clostridium difficile. So this is an infection, really a super infection that happens when you take antibiotics. We all know that the antibiotics are going to kill the bad bacteria, but they also kill the good bacteria in the gut. And what can happen is an overgrowth of this super bacteria that causes really, Uh, significant uh, stomach and intestinal um, infection. It can be a relatively mild infection, but it can be life-threatening, and some people will go to the hospital and need significant treatment. So, that's always something to think about if you have really bad GI symptoms, so really bad diarrhea, really bad nausea, vomiting when you're taking an antibiotic that it might be a C. difficile infection. Next common thing again with all of the antibiotics is the yeast infection and that's again a direct result of what they do. They kill off unfortunately, both the good and the bad bacteria. And once there's a decrease in the number of those good bacteria, and especially we think of the good bacteria in the GI system, but also in the vaginal flora and also in the mouth, a lot of people are going to get uh, yeast infections, but a lot of people also get the thrush and the um, mouth yeast infections as well. So a lot of people who take these antibiotics should possibly take a probiotic to help to replenish those lost um, those lost um, good bacteria that can prevent the yeast infections from happening. The concern with this is a lot of people will have it while they're taking the antibiotics, but some people will actually have a rebound yeast infection after they Very stop taking the antibiotics. So it drives. comes after, the treatment. And they'll sometimes think that maybe their UTI hasn't gone away because they still have that burning and that irritation with the yeast infection, only to find out now they have a yeast infection. But again, with time and with replenishing you, those, bac- those good bacteria, the lactobacilli and other bacteria, that yeast infection should resolve. So it should be a reversible condition.
1: So is there a particular timing to when you need to take probiotics while being on antibiotics? And also how long do the women typically take them for?
0: That's a good question. I don't know the, that there's specific consensus and there's probably uh, lots of different ways this can be done. Typically, the probiotics for UTI yeast infections are going to be the lactobacillus and the bacteroides are ones that um, you should look for when you find um, your probiotic um, treatment. You know, honestly, it's something that I say women should be on um, continuously, not just, you know, when they're about to take antibiotics, but obviously that um, if you are taking antibiotics, I would recommend um, starting a course of that. Typically, and typically you should continue it um, for some time afterwards after you've finished taking the antibiotic. But honestly, I tell everyone to just take probiotics every day. So that doesn't change.
1: And of course, we are generalizing for the sake of keeping this podcast episode short enough. But um, I've heard some types of antibiotics are a bit better, a little little bit less aggressive towards beneficial gut flora. Uh, Is this right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Some are as you mentioned some are better than others so one of the really bad culprits kind of of the oral, the pills you take by mouth in UTI in the UTI world is ciprofloxacin there's been studies that show that taking that ciprofloxacin is really good at wiping out your um your gut ba- your gut microbiome very unfortunately very good at it so if you are ever on a cipro course please talk to your doctors about things you can do to, um, to preserve your gut microbiome, you know, probiotics and then eating well. Um, but studies have shown that right after taking the Cipro, um, the gut microbiome is really uh, depleted. Another one, Bactrim, also is um, quite good at it. But the other ones, um, Nitroferantoin, is one that has been shown at least to be a a little bit better at keeping the the vaginal flora intact um, right after, but again, all of them will still have these side effects and all of them will still show a depletion in both the gut microbiome um, and the vaginal microbiome over time.
1: Another important factor in whether you are going to develop some adverse side effects or not Is your baseline microbiome health. Um, We now know that uh, two different individuals of the same age will have absolutely different microbiome profiles and will react in a different way to the antibiotics that they are going to take. So in a way you are a unique snowflake.
0: You are a unique (laughs) snowflake, that's very true. (laughs) That is a great point, and I think we've talked about these in other episodes, but obviously your baseline health, so age, um, your diet, your other medical conditions, even the city you live in, who you live with, if you you work in a place where, or you live in a place where there's high resistance, um, we'll talk about that too, kind of more resistant um, bacteria, your gut biome, Uh, microbiome is going to be different from someone who lives in a different state, who has chronic conditions, who's had, you know, yeast infections multiple times. So everyone is different. There are some studies that try to help with that by checking the microbiome before the person took the antibiotics and then checking it afterwards. And so that it was a comparison of the same person before and after. And that, you're right, is probably more effective than looking at a mass of people and saying, oh, you know, after antibiotics versus no antibiotics, this was the difference across people. So that person, that same person comparison can be valuable. Another thing that comes up a lot is just the time course. So, you know, it really depends on when you're checking the microbiome so if you check your microbiome before you take the antibiotics then you check it you know a week after the antibiotics you check it a month after even you know up to 12 months there can be a wide range in what happens to your microbiome typically right afterwards there is a depletion but most people will have a kind of regrouping of their microbiome over 3 to 12 months so a very (laughs) wide range but It can take up to a year, honestly, even just after um, a course of antibiotics to really get what we call the pre-antibiotic level and diversification, not even just the numbers, but the diversity of the different types of good bacteria within your gut. And some studies sadly are showing that even though you get a diverse array of bacteria, good bacteria back in your gut, it might actually change based on the antibiotics you took. So taking those antibiotics can have a permanent effect on the type of good bacteria you have in the gut. And we just honestly don't know enough to say that, oh, you know, if you take ciprofloxacin for seven days, you know, once your gut bacteria is gonna be completely fine even a year later, completely the same a year later that course of antibiotics might have a permanent effect on um, what happens to your gut microbiome, which is which is um, a concern, to be honest.
1: Wow, yes, uh, this is definitely concerning. Okay, well, uh, let's shift the gears now and uh, explore what are other, some permanent, more permanent or long-term side effects could we expect from taking antibiotics?
0: Right, so with the uh, long-term prophylactic antibiotics you can still get those GI symptoms and you definitely can still get the yeast infections and unfortunately at this point it can be more of a, a chronic um, yeast infection because your your microbiome whether in the um, vagina or in the in the gut is going to be uh, changed for an even longer period of time the things that we start getting concerned with with taking prophylactic prophylactic antibiotics long-term, is that it can actually have more long-term effects on different organ systems. So this is rare, so I don't want anyone to, you know, to think that this is a definitive reason not to take prophylactic antibiotics, but it is a concern. So long-term, there can be um, long-term kidney um, problems. Um, It's most common in Sorry, it's most common in uh, nitroferantoin macrobid, especially if you are prone to kidney disease. So for people who have kidney problems, they probably shouldn't be on long-term prophylactic uh, nitroferantoin. The other, um, and nitroferantoin is also called macrobid. Sorry, I'm interchanging the two names. The other things are a lot of these antibiotics are metabolized in the liver. And so they can cause both short-term and then also chronic liver issues. So it's, some, it's often the case that if you're on these antibiotics for months or years, your doctor should check um, kidney as well as liver function tests to make sure that um, both of those systems are behaving normally and the antibiotics aren't affecting them. Those are the two common ones. There are also, and I, I don't want to give a long laundry list because it will be a long laundry list if I give you all of the side effects that these different antibiotics have. But another one is um, Keflex, which is another antibiotic that is sometimes often given uh, with UTIs, can have um, more neurologic, so um, nerve, uh, nerve condu- conduction issues as well. So those are the the common ones. And just a brief side note that I always like to talk about is just if you are pregnant or thinking about becoming pregnant, um, then typically the best UTI antibiotic will be Keflex rather than the macrobid and the Bactrims, which can be bad for babies or uh, fetuses.
1: One more side effect probably to mention is related to long-term use of macrobate, uh, especially in elderly patients. Um, And some symptoms would be um, heavy breathing, problems with breathing, and um, otherwise uh, kind of a cold flu-like symptoms that seem not to go away. Um, Could you please um, talk a little bit more about this as well, Ori?
0: Yeah it is a rare condition but um, something can be missed again because it's such a rare condition but macrobid can cause what's called pulmonary fibrosis which manifests with um, difficulty breathing um, it can lead to respiratory failure not being able to breathe and then heart failure from that um, but it has an inflammatory reaction that just targets the the lungs itself um, so if again rare but if you are taking that long term and you start having um breathing problems difficulty catching your breath and other things and especially again if this isn't you know an older family member that's something always to bring up to the doctor because that has that's well uh known that it can cause that um that reaction
1: one of the important mentions is cipro this is an antibiotic that belongs to a group of fluoroquinolones and uh, can potentially cause a tendon rupture. I remember being very scared taking this antibiotic and my physician warning me to hold off of any physical activity to mitigate this risk.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I have given Cipro to patients and they have had its um, Achilles tendon rupture is the most common one, but it can happen. Yeah, it's not good um, and it can happen. It's not just the Achilles tendon, um, but it can be other tendons. But yes, I you know had someone who took um, who took the medicine, and it, its I think it is more common in elderly patients, but again, it can happen in any patient, and she, you know, wasn't very active, and she just had this incredible pain, and it actually it was in her, it was in a knee tendon, um, the patella tendon, rather than in the Achilles, and she just couldn't walk all of a sudden, wasn't doing anything, you know, wasn't doing aggressive sports or anything like that, and just basically ruptured that tendon and yeah it was it you know it's something that you mentioned but again it's one of those things that we tend to think of as very rare but it is permanent and it can be life-changing if you do rupture that and you either need surgery or need you know long-term physical therapy or something else to um to fix that problem but these, uh, again, antibiotics, they are very useful and they're very quick at treating infections, but they have side effects. And really, we should all be aware Both the doctors um, and the patients should really think seriously about the side effects that these medications can have on, long-term on people's lives, not just, again, those short terms that will go away, but these long-term effects that can,
1: are permanent. In our know, conversation about un- side effects of antibiotics, uh, and especially the long-term side effects of antibiotics, would not be full without mentioning um, developing a resistant type of bacteria.
0: So that this is more of a long-term problem with taking antibiotics. So for those people who are taking prophylactic antibiotics or other long-term antibiotics, resistance is a very big concern that has long-lasting consequences. We know that women or men who take antibiotics long-term are more likely to have the resistance bacteria. And with that, the antibiotics they're using and then oftentimes the common antibiotics they use won't be able to treat their infections. So studies have shown that people who take, you know, the the Bactrim or the Macrobid prophylactically, they have an increase in resistance bacteria up at to around 90% or more of their um, infections will be resistant to not just the antibiotic they're on but other common antibiotics. In many places, the resistance of the general population is more around the 20 to 30% spectrum, which is quite high. But If you are doing something that's going to increase your resistance up to 90% or more, that makes it really hard for your doctor to treat an infection if you get a breakthrough infection. And that's when it becomes the problem of people needing the IV antibiotics or even just not having any antibiotic available to treat their infection. And that can lead to serious consequences. So this is um, a very important problem not just for UTIs, but for anybody who takes antibiotics regularly. When we
1: talk about antibiotic resistance, it's important to know that we all, even those people who have never taken antibiotics, will already have antibiotic-resistant bacteria in us. Um, they are just not as prevalent as they potentially could be. And antibiotics, by killing Uh, by killing off other type of bacteria, allow those antibiotic-resistant ones to prosper. So important to note here is that you can also reverse this trend. If you eat a lot of um, high-fiber diet, lots of veggies, um, much less processed food and sugar, you can actually alter your gut microbiome back to, maybe if not normal, but back to a more positive state when you suppress the growth of this antibiotic-resistant bacteria in a natural way. So I will link the studies to um, on this topic to the podcast notes, and you guys are feel free to check them out. I think it's very exciting and kind of liberating to know that it still is in your hands you even if you have to take antibiotics for a long term it don't feel like you are doomed um, to have antibiotic resistant bacteria until the the rest of your life
0: so the takeaways are although antibiotics can be extremely useful for acute UTIs and also can be useful for long-term chronic recurrent UTIs they do have their side effects Always be aware whenever you take a medicine to talk with your doctor and ask about all of the side effects so you know what you're getting into. I think that's the main takeaway. We couldn't give you the list of all of the different side effects antibiotics have, but you can get that list from your doctor and you can be aware of what you're putting into your body and what, this, what the possible outcomes can be. The other thing I think is a really good takeaway is that you have agency. So, yes, there is, you know, things like C. difficile and resistance uh, bacteria, but you have the option of changing what you eat, changing the other things you're putting into your body, lifestyle changes to make your gut bacteria, your vaginal flora as healthy and (laughs) as prominent as it can be. And those and we know that when you do those things, even if you take antibiotics, you're going you're less likely to have the side the side effects of the resistance and the really negative outcomes, C. difficile and other infections that can happen.
1: Uh, best of luck to you guys, and we'll talk to you in the new 2022 year.